Vendors need a safe and publicly accessible place to create daily income. All this week, we're going to focus on those daily setups, finding a great location on 10-minute food truck training. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, my name is Bill Moore, founder of foodtrucktraining.group, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. Today, we're talking all about where to find a great daily setup. Part of your business plan should include both types of vending opportunities, the big events, the big public events, and then, of course, a daily setup. Think of your daily setups as your, your security and your practice, and then the big events as your profitability. The reason I say a daily setup is your security is because you're exposing your business to tons and tons of people, both in the quality of your food and just your advertising. So you're planting seeds for your future. That's your security. Being successful with street vending, like most businesses, is simply just playing a big enough numbers game. Let's talk about Major League Baseball for a second. It has more stats to analyze this game and its players than any other sport. The most successful batting average in 2018 was 346, which means, if you're not a baseball fan, the best hitter in both leagues achieved his goal of getting a hit only 34% of the time. That's what 346 represents. Another way to put this is he failed to reach his goal 66% of the time. And then, of course, if you're a baseball fan, the most exciting thing in baseball is hitting a home run. As a vendor, a home run location is the one that pays all of your bills and leaves a whole bunch of extra profit. In reality, a home run vending location is just as rare as hitting a home run in baseball. A home run leader, or the home run leader in 2018, counting only the home runs that he hit, his batting average would have been .083. So in other words, he failed to hit a home run 91% of the time. He's paid big bucks to produce something, And yet, 9 out of 10 times, he didn't. So think about this. What if you could just find one home run location out of a 100 that you look at? How many locations would you try until you hit that home run? Babe Ruth said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Babe Ruth was the most prolific home run hitter of his day. And unfortunately, he was also the most prolific strikeout king of the day. So he wasn't afraid to step up to the plate and take those swings, and you shouldn't be either. Search for locations and don't worry about hitting a home run. All you want is the chance to look for your pitch and take a swing. Whether you hit a single or a home run, at least you're playing the game, and you're starting to make money. So again, finding a good location is just strictly playing a numbers game. Make a list right now of all the places you would like to explore. Don't worry about whether they're good, bad, or ugly. It is just make a list. Think about places like grocery stores, like Kroger's or Publix or H-E-B. All the different dollar store variations, the general dollar, family dollar, Dollar Tree, everything's a dollar. All of those places. Big box stores like Best Buy, 
hardware stores like Ace and Lowe's and Home Depot or whatever your local hardware store name is, furniture stores, vacant lots on high traffic streets, public gathering places like parks and boat launches, beaches, lakes, swimming pools, sporting events, kids sporting events and practice fields, courthouses, large buildings, large office buildings, construction sites, homeowners associations, apartment complexes, call centers, distribution centers like Amazon and FedEx and UPS, hospitals, medical centers, shopping centers, boardwalk, car dealerships, auctions, flea markets, industrial complexes, shipyards, malls, outlet centers, car washes. There's a bunch of places in your town, no matter how small it is, that will probably like to have the ability to say, hey, we have food sitting on our parking lot. It makes their business a little bit more attractive than a competitor. They're offering one thing that the other guys don't have. So make a list and don't stop writing that list until you get a hundred places to vend. If you live in a really tiny town, then shoot for 50 businesses. They're there, I promise you. Just look for them. Don't worry about anything other than making that list. We'll figure out later if the places are good for your vending business or a good fit for you. So the first thing we do after we make the list is we're going to start weeding them out. Because you can make the list sitting at home using Google Maps. Now you got to get out and do a little bit of legwork. You're going to visit all those places that you think are going to be good. And you want to observe the foot traffic and the vehicle traffic patterns. If you're able to, talk to employees, security guards, customers, people walking around the area that you're in. If it makes you uncomfortable, then act like you're taking a survey. Somebody else has hired you to do a survey. And just have a clipboard and ask us a few questions. Ask things like, would you eat at a food truck or trailer that was parked near here that serves an affordable, and then whatever you're, you're planning on selling, burgers or pizza, chicken, whatever. Just insert that food item. Ask them how much time would you save if you're able to eat here rather than your normal place for your, your daily lunch. If a food truck or trailer offered a hamburger or whatever your food is, would you pay $10 for it or whatever you're going to be charging for your food. Ask them, if the food service was located here, would you feel better about patronizing this particular business? Would you see it as a benefit to shopping at this business if there was a food truck sitting out here to make your day a little bit easier? How far would you travel to visit this business knowing that there's food available? How often do you just shop at this business in general? And if there was convenient food here, would it help you or encourage you to visit this business more often? All these questions have a purpose. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. You want to carry with you your business cards and you want to have a Be My Guest card. A Be My Guest card is basically a free food item. It can be a dessert. It can be a drink. It can be whatever you feel comfortable passing out. And then tell them to follow you on your social media so that they'll know when and where you're going to open. So you've taken up a couple minutes of their time in exchange for free side item, a free drink, a free sandwich, whatever you feel comfortable. And everybody you talk to, whether they want to spend a couple minutes answering your questions or not, try to get your business card into their hand. You want to count the foot traffic while you're there, whether you're talking to those folks or not. You want to look up the vehicle traffic count on your state DOT website, or you can ask a real estate agent for the demographics in that particular area. Vehicle traffic's important because even though they may not be stopping and eating your food, they're being exposed to your marketing materials and your signage and your flags and anything you're doing to draw attention. As they pass there day after day after day, 
they get familiar with your business, even though they may not be eating there. So when somebody says, hey, let's go try out a food truck, they will have your food truck on the top of their mind because they've been passing it so frequently and being able to notice you. Now here's a tip. If you're counting people, you need at minimum 200 people an hour that are walking by. Anything less may not be worth your time. So don't get emotionally attached to one site. Make the numbers prove sales potential. Because we all look at a site and we go, oh, it's so close to home or it's right next to my commissary. It may not be the best place for you to vend. Make the numbers make the decision for you. Thin down your list and pick the top 20 places, the ones that have the most foot traffic, the ones that had the most people willing to answer your questions, the one that really liked the idea of there being a food truck in that area. Top 20 places. With that list of top 20, we're going to narrow it down a little bit more. Think about the two-way traffic, because if you're on a one-way street, that's going to make your food more or less popular, depending upon which direction the traffic flows. If you set up on the left-hand side of a one-way street, that means that the traffic has to be able to be in the left-hand lane, pull in, and get your food. If they pass you, they have no way of getting back to you without changing roads. So there's there are some negatives to being on a one-way street. So you want to make sure you set up on the right-hand side of the road for easy entrance to your business and then make it easier for the folks to be able to leave and get back on their way. You want to be on a road that has a speed limit of less than 45 miles an hour, and realistically, it needs to be less than 35. 45 miles an hour, they're going to blow right by you and not even notice anything you got setting up. At 35 miles an hour, they'll have time to read your signs, notice your, your uh, business in general. It also makes it easier for them to slow down and pull in. At 45 miles an hour, they've got to have a lot of lead time to notice you, to be able to slow down and safely enter wherever you're parked. If at all possible, you want to be near corners and traffic lights. And if you're in the middle of a block, make sure there's median brakes to where they can actually pull in and, and get to you. You want to look for the closest shopping. You want to look for the closest residential or subdivisions. Uh, you want to look at apartment complexes. You want to look at office complexes. And you want to look for the nearest industrial complexes. You want to make a list of all of those for each of the sites. You want to list any brick and mortar competition and you want to list any food truck competition for each of the 20 best sites on your list. Then you're going to continue to whittle down that list by now actually calling folks. You want to try to set up at least five appointments out of that 20. You're going to call all the promising locations and ask to speak to the person that would have authority to authorize a food vendor on site to feed employees and customers. That is extremely important. You want the person to have the authority because an assistant manager that answers the phone will say, yeah, I've got the authority when they really don't. And it could be even possibly that the manager of the store doesn't have the authority because there's going to be an owner or a district manager or somebody above them that may have the final decision. You want to talk to that person. You don't want to go through intermediaries. But if you have to, getting your foot in the door at least is a start. The conversation will go something like this. Hi, my name is Bill Moore. I am from Pirate Dogs. It's a food truck. I'm Surf Safe certified. I've got a health department license from our state. And I would love the opportunity to talk to somebody about being able to set up on your parking lot and serve my delicious food to your employees and your customers. If possible, I need about 20 minutes of your time. Is it possible we could set up something for Monday at 2 or maybe even 3 o'clock? At this point, you're going to get one of three answers. No, and they'll give you some flimsy excuse. They'll say yes with a scheduled time. Or they'll say no, I need to check with and then whoever has the authority. 
If you get a no, unless they state some type of policy that expressly forbids vending, uh, it could be the landowner says no other food vending, which is possible because they're guaranteeing some restaurant that's sitting on the property the uh, ability to have exclusive rice to sell food. So that's possible. could be a corporate policy. It could just be they have no idea and they're just saying no just to make you go away. So if they're doing that to make you go away, that's a maybe. They don't really understand the benefits of what you're offering to their business and their customers. So it's up to you to convince them. What you want to say when they say no and don't give you a solid reason why. Something that can't be changed like a corporate policy or a a contract with a landowner. Respond with, man, that's a shame. According to the surveys I took, and remember we went out and took surveys, according to those surveys, 72% of your customers said they would feel better about your business if a food vendor was on site, and 54% of the people I talked to said they would visit you more often because I'm there, and then pause, and let the silence pressure them to respond. Usually when you make this kind of a statement, you're going to get the real reason they're saying no. And once you have the truth, you can determine if moving forward is an option or not. So that's why those surveys were important. Now you've got some facts to back up why you should be there and why it's good for them and it's good for you. And then another successful counter to the maybe or the flimsy no say something along the lines of, I understand completely. I was just giving your business first chance as your competitor, and this lists some competitor, down the road, their customers also responded favorably to an on-site food survey, food vendor survey. So maybe you can just come over on your day off and try a hot dog or whatever your specialty is on me, and you're going to thank them for their time. And again, pause and let the silence pressure them because now you've mentioned a competitor and they don't want to let the competitor get a leg up because you said their customers, just like your customers, said having food is important to them nearby. So now they got to think, do I want to let the other guy get a leg up on me? And if you get to the point where you have to end that conversation because they're still just uh, no, 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 and you're going to hear some no's, don't worry about them. Just end the conversation very politely, thank you for the time, and invite them to come see you wherever you do set up. Because what you're doing is you're planting seeds for the future. Because when you do get set up and they do come to visit you and they see how busy you are, it may make them reevaluate why they told you no in the first place. If you get the, I have to check with, then you want to ask them if you can just go ahead and set up that meeting with them and participate in presenting the material. If they refuse to allow you to present your pitch, set up a follow-up time and date. Say, okay, I understand. I will call you next Friday at 10 o'clock to see what they said. Is that going to be enough time for you? This puts a little bit of pressure on them to actually talk to somebody because a lot of people say I have to check with my boss and they never ever do. So they know that you're going to be following up. They're more likely to at least give it the courtesy attempt of, hey boss, can we have a food truck? And then of course the easy response is somebody says yes. And you'll either be granted permission to set up just off of that conversation, which does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. Or you'll have to set up an appointment to explain the details and the benefits of your food business setting up in front of another business. Your goal is just to set up appointments, several appointments. It's all about stepping up to the plate and taking a swing. If you set up five appointments, chances are one of them is going to give you a yes. Chances are. And it could be possible that all five of them say yes. But remember, all we want to do is step up and take that opportunity. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about prepping for that meeting and how to conduct a successful meeting to improve your batting average. 
If you're enjoying our chats, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking the support button. Every little bit does help. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, I'll have a link in the description. If you need more information or just like the camaraderie of like-minded positive people, join our group on Facebook. It's called Food Truck Training. Link is also in the description. Thank you so much for listening and stay profitable, my friends.